Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. This is the Game by Show podcast. Today is October the 8th, 2017, and my name is Legrand Jolly. I am your host, joined with Jeremy Lamont. Hey, guys. Hey, Legrand. Tis the season. Tis the season. I, I did all that in one breath. It was like, you know what? It's like that touch of evil shot where it's just like one continuous shot. Uh-huh. And uh, and this time it just ended with me. I'm not sure what yeah. that means. Well, you're wearing a nice festive shirt today. Like I am, kind shirt. of. Yeah, it's Fuzzy Jammies time. Oh. Yeah. So it is a Christmas thing. It is. It is a little bit, yeah. That's cool, I guess. And there's Dale Jones. Hello, Dale. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's going all right, man. How are, how are you doing? Um, good, you know, been a bit nice, nice kind of mostly relaxing weekend, you know, just been hanging around the house a whole lot, uh, playing some games, reading some books, watch some movies. Oh, wow. hey, I went out late last night and I went to see, uh, Blade Runner 2049. That was pretty cool. Oh, how was it? I liked it. Good? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Nice, I should go see it this week. Yeah, if you get a chance. And then we can compare notes. It is, it's like three it. hours long though, so just be, be advised. Oh, wow. It's a long movies. Those are the kind of movies that I go see like without the wife, with all the bros at like ten o'clock at night. Right? Yeah, that's how I go see every movie these days. It's just wait till the kids are asleep and then go. Yeah, makes it easy. Then you don't think the wife can't complain that you're like you know, not taking the care of the kids or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so uh, here we are, Sunday, guys, talking about video games. Any, any anything else you want to mention before we dive right into the news? Uh, I don't think so. But how do you guys score on the Void Comp? You get you get through that one? On the when what? You, when you see the Void Comp test, when you see I've that turtle on its back, it. I don't know what that is. It's the uh, it's the test they use to find out if you're. Have a, you ever seen a, that movie Blade Runner? <laughs> it's the no. It's the test they use in Blade Runner to tell you if you're a replicant. Oh, I know what you're talking about. How about how about the Gom Jabbar? Gom Jabbar, the high-handed enemy. How about we talk about some video game news? We should do that. We should probably do that. Okay. Well, I'm going to start it out today with uh, news about the SNES Classic. Um, well, first that. of all, I've got some bad news. Oh no! Uh, I, I got the dreaded email from Walmart saying that my pre-order was back-ordered. Oh, were oh, you one of those canceled. who got it in? Like, I heard a lot of people who got it in the early batch of orders were still getting their stuff delayed. Yeah, I was in. I pre-ordered it, you know, in that thirty-second window when they were available on Walmart, <laughs> and uh, I got an email the other day. For a long time, it was like going to be delivered on the fifth of October, and then well, here's I got here's an email the thing. saying it was. De- remember, saying, remember the fifth of October. You can take solace in the fact that uh, Walmart has the world's best logistics system, and there is no other company that could do even as good a job as Walmart is currently doing right now. So just rest assured that you will be the first person in the world to receive your SNES Classic. I, I can't tell if Dale's being sarcastic. I think he is. No, they, they're well His, his impassive face isn't giving me any clues. I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. So basically, they, they said in my email, it's like, well, I guess you can hang out and wait and we'll deliver it to you when we can or you can just cancel and i'm like well i guess i'll hang out and wait i mean why not right yeah right so I mean, what are you gonna so do that's what like, I'm doing. oh yeah i'll cancel this and then go pay twice as much on ebay yeah not doing that so basically what this all means is that i have i was not able to be one of the first people to hack my snes classic but it has been hacked already uh apparently there's a way to put whatever roms you want on the snes classic uh, of course, that was a given wow. that, that was going to happen. That's crazy. I would never imagine that something with like onboard memory and a computer chip would be able to be <laughs> mispurposed. And, something uh, that's not connected to the internet and not available for updates. Yeah, or, crazy, or huh? Yeah, wow. somebody just rewrote that and put some ROMs on it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool. So that's done. Apparently, it could, the, these early versions of the hack can brick your SNES Classic, which means that if you do that and you brick it, chances are you're not going to be able to find another one because, well... They're sold out and or backordered on Walmart.com. So. I, I don't know. I have faith in Reggie, though. Uh, it, there'll be more. Yeah, bro said that they, there would be more, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, in, other, in other Nintendo news, uh, Unity um, has been having troubles getting their games to run well on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, and basically what they're saying now is, well, there's an update coming uh, to the Unity engine that's going to make that a little bit better. So I guess that's good. Um I don't know what else more to say about this. This is uh, 
kind of a weird thing because Unity is such a huge popular engine nowadays. Um, yeah, that's I know that's the case. A lot of games, but I, I I can't I don't know if I can name very many games that I know to be Unity games. Can you? Uh, Hearthstone? Uh, you mean one. just really? a, at all? I mean, one yeah. of, one of the most impressive ones that I can think of was Ori and the Blind Forest. Did they come up Unity. with like a little Unity splash screen or something? Is that yeah, how you know? Yeah, it's, it's the thing. It's got that like 3D cube looking thing. I know I've seen it a couple of times, but I can't I can't recall where it was or anything. Well, here's the thing. Uh, according to Unity, Unity Japan, uh, more than 30% of games released on Switch to date are made with Unity. So, you know, you'd think they would keep that stuff tight. Uh, hmm. But uh, uh, here's one Cuphead. Uh, yeah, Little ukulele one. is uh, an example. Super Play- hot. Firewatch. Platonic says that they can't actually get ukulele running on Switch at all at the moment. So, Pillars of Eternity was on from Unity. Yeah, is Unity is pretty pretty well circulated. Yeah, I think it must yeah. not always have the splash screen. Then you know, I know that's Probably. an option for some well, engine agreements or whatever. So yeah. like, you, you always know. see the Unreal Engine splash screen though. Like I don't remember always seeing it. You do quite often, but you know, I think it's like you can you could pay more to not have it feature, or if you're playing on PC, you can just set the uh, launch options to not show any of that crap and go right yeah. to the title screen. Uh, that's that's why I only play my games on PC. Hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in in uh, some Sony news over here, Andrew House, who was the uh, the CEO, president of Sony Interactive Entertainment, uh, he left. He's leaving Sony. Uh, that was announced um, just the other day. Um, this is after he's been the president of um, Sony for six years. Yeah. He's been with Sony since 1990. Uh, he's kind of been doing a bunch of stuff, and now all of a sudden he's out. Um, and he's leaving. He's citing that he wants to spend some time with his family before moving on to other um, opportunities in the entertainment industry. Uh, so I guess the deputy the deputy vice president or deputy president, who is uh, his name escapes me right now. John Codera. John Codera, who's he's taking on, um, you know, he's going to be the new president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, and it says here that uh, Andrew House will stay on board for the till the end of the year to make sure that everything goes well as they transition over to this other guy. I'm assuming that the other guy has been around for a while and kind of knows, you know, kind of knows the shtick of, you know, running the, running the show. They're Probably. Sony, so. Here's the thing that kind of bugs me about this. You want to know my overriding concern about this? It seems like the CEOs are getting less and less interesting to be on stage at E3. You know who I really miss? I really miss Jack Tretton. Peter Moore. I used to love Jack Tretton on stage. Even Kaz Harai had his moments. Uh, and then, you know, Andrew House, like, he was okay. John Codera, I don't even know who that is. Well, you will soon. Yeah, I guess I will. <laughs> well, the one flaw in your pattern there is Don Matrick, who was terrible, and Phil Spencer is way better. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's Microsoft, though. That. Nobody cares who gets on the stage of Microsoft. That's true. That's right. Uh, just a quick quote from Andrew House himself. PlayStation has been a huge part of my life for more than 20 years, but with the business having achieved record-breaking success... Owned, now seemed to Microsoft. be the right time for me to pursue new <laughs> challenges. He's like, I'm going to get out while I'm on the top of my game. Uh, John and the team at SIE are world-class, and I know the future of PlayStation is very bright. Um, so they're going to continue uh, doing what they're doing, I guess. Um, hopefully they don't become complacent, because that's usually what happens. That's what happened to, the, to Microsoft, apparently? I you know what? Know. Maybe, kind of, kind of hey, here's cycle, a thought. Down cycle of Maybe with a change of... I mean, Kaz Harai is now the president of all of Sony, not just the interactive entertainment bit. Uh, maybe now that John Codera is is going to be taking over the interactive stuff, maybe we're going to start to see some of that cross-platform. I mean, maybe there will be some changes in stance on stuff maybe. like that. I mean, maybe it was, it was Andrew, Andrew House. House holding them back. That's right. He was time. like, he was being super British about it, and he was like, no. <laughs> it's like, uh, but he was saying his his British accented Japanese. Voice, yes, right? exactly. He was good at Japanese too. I wonder if John Codera That's speaks true. Japanese. We're going to find out. We're going to find out at um, Codera might be a Japanese last name. Yeah. John is also a Japanese. John is super Japanese. Yeah. Uh, In other Sony news, they announced a new PlayStation VR model. How about this, guys? Nice. Uh, So basically, the new model has an updated design that enables... It has a a headphone jack that's closer to the headset, apparently. Uh, On the current model, it's like a little dongle that's like about two feet away from the headset, and you plug headphones in it, and then you run them up to your ears from there, and it's kind of... Mind blown. Mind blown. 
Hey, so at least they're not that? removing the headphone jack like, you know, some phone manufacturers. <laughs> a couple I know, of them, right? Yeah. yeah, they're not being that courageous. Uh, <laughs> and they also have a better connection cable. So the box, there's like a little mid-processor unit as well uh, that will support HDR pass-through. So the previous version did not. So if you had an HDR TV, which I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I think I have one. I don't know if, if my TV has HDR, but it doesn't matter because... What's, what is the difference if you always have your headset on? When you're yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, what does it need to pass through? Because the headset's going to display the stuff anyway, so... Well, I, I guess if you're playing stuff that's not in VR, um, you can play that without the headset. Uh, yeah, if, that's true. If a, if, you're, if a tree has HDR and your headset doesn't, then does it really have HDR? I don't know. So, basically, what we're saying is if you're planning on blind, buying a PlayStation VR in the next little while, you might want to wait until this new version comes out. Uh, because there's a new one coming out. Nice. Sweet. Well, uh, we're going to transition from uh, VR to VRAR, VR slash AR. VR slash AR is the new VR. Uh, everybody get ready for this. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, Steam VR is going to be compatible with Microsoft Windows mixed reality uh, stuff. Uh, this was announced by Microsoft in a press event in San Francisco. It's mixed reality platform. Remember, remember that Microsoft does the, um... HoloLens. Yeah, HoloLens, capital H, capital L. So you know they mean business. And, uh, they're moving forward with that. I mean, AR is wholly a different animal from VR, and Microsoft is kind of the only big platform holder right now that's really pursuing it. Except and those cards for the 3DS. What about, uh, Apple? They just announced at their latest iPhone that AR is a thing for them. Uh, okay, I guess we'll kind of wait to see. But they're not going to have v Steam VR. Uh, so this That's is actually right. going to be something that Steam VR is going to be open to. So I guess technically we're going to maybe see some entertainment stuff crossover. Is going to you know there's going to be a little bit of a uh, little bit of that going on. Um, well, you, you know what I need to do? You know what that? I need in my life? I need to watch TV on my wall from my phone. That's what. I need to do. You know what? Back to um, back to good old Blade Runner uh, 2049. There's there's a really pretty intriguing uh, let's call it mixed reality scene in that movie um, in which like the the there's a, the main character I guess the Ryan Gosling character has Han Solo's son. He has him. this kind of like holographic assistant slash housewife. Ooh, hot. and um and then at one point there's a like another like a real live woman in the room. Um, Ooh, also and, hot. and it's like the the VR lady like overlays onto the real life lady, oh. and it's a it's like it's a pretty crazy visual thing that they do, and so it sounds so hot. I'm looking forward to some of that action <laughs> with the Vive and uh, Hololens combo. I'll tell you what, that's it's coming. I mean that that's oh, what drives oh, technology. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, whoa! That, that's what drives technology. <laughs> All right, whoops. Uh, so Valve is pretty excited about this. Also, they say the introduction of Windows Mixed Reality headsets is a big step forward for VR. Working with Microsoft to include Steam VR compatibility with these devices is also a big step in growing VR as an open platform for developers and consumers. Uh, hard to argue with that. More cross-platform stuff all the way around. Um, in conjunction with this, Microsoft has started putting up mixed reality headsets for pre-order starting at $399. Um, this includes Samsung's Odyssey, which is a premium HMD with OLED panels, uh, uses the same technology that is in their AMOLED, A-M-O-L-E-D. How do you say it? Do you say that? Do you pronounce that out yeah, loud? I, I would say AMOLED. Is it That's... SNES or SNES or S SNES? Uh, SNES. SNES. Okay, AMOLED smartphones. <laughs> um, That'll work. Yeah, uh, which is has a resolution combined of 2880 by 1600, which is 1440 by 1600 per eyeball. 90 hertz, uh, pretty impressive stuff, and is at the same price point as the Oculus Rift, $499. So uh, currently available for pre-order at the Microsoft Store with a release date scheduled for November 6th. Um, I do not know how this relates to the HoloLens itself, which I don't know if that counts as part of this. So Acer has a mixed reality headset for $399. Dell has the Visor for $449. HP has the Windows mixed reality headset. Woohoo, fancy name for $449. Lenovo has the Explorer, and then there's the Samsung Odyssey. And they're all right in that $399 to 
$500 wheelhouse. Which one are you getting, Jeremy? Uh, I am probably just going to stick with my Google Cardboard. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I'm going to be... L- I'm going to be overlaying all the ladies with my Google Cardboard. What, what else? You know who else wears goggles? Who else? The protagonist from the Psychonauts series <laughs> oh, of video what's games. What's his name? What's Raz. His name? Don't look. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's Raz. Rasputin. <laughs> Raz, sorry. Rasputin. I just had to jump you in. You didn't know his name. I have the, stu- I have the stuffed Rasputin <laughs> on my shelf right back there. I actually, I actually did know his... At, well, at first I thought it was, I was going to say Rad, but then I was like, wait, that's not quite right. Rad Raz. Spencer. Raz, uh, Raz Harai. We have some, <laughs> we, we we have some uh, news here <laughs> regarding uh, Psychonauts and Raz, Mister Raz himself. Uh, if you recall, they're making a sequel to that game um, entitled exciting. Psychonauts Two. Whoa! Uh, apparently, uh, and it apparently. has, uh, I guess, reached its first playable milestone, which is. I'd say that's a pretty big deal for a video game in development. Absolutely. And there's um, there's a, a a news article here over on vgcharts.com, uh, um, and, and it features a little YouTube clip from uh, some guys at Double Fine, uh, including Tim Schafer himself, um, showing off the game. And um, and you know it looks nice. It's got a look, you know, it's got a nice cartoony style, and uh, but yet it's got high fidelity graphics as well, and um, from what I gather, it's probably going to have jokes and humor. So and it's and it's not like super like narrative based. So it's mostly we're just kind of watching them navigate through a bunch of stuff and kind of watching some of the uh, uh, some of the psychic powers that Raz has. Uh, Raz so that, also looks a little bit older, so they're a little, little bit more uh, mature looking, I guess, kind of uh, pre teenager, maybe early. That early first teenager. game was was mostly like a, a big kind of three um, D platformer collectible sort of thing, right? Correct. Action game. Yes, that's exactly so, right. So this looks to be more kind of like that, right? Yeah, it's going to definitely be a, a pl- action platformer for sure. Cool. Uh, it looks real good. Uh, I mean, it's got uh, you know all the graphics. So looking does, forward to it that. It does have all the graphics. We are still looking forward to a launch for that in 2018. So next year, the impossible is going to happen. You will believe that a man can fly on a psychic balloon that he blows nice. up above his head with his brain. Nice. Um. And moving right along, we have um, the makers of Dust and Elysian Tale, uh, Humble Hearts, I guess is the name of the team. Uh, they have announced a new game um, called Never Stop Sneaking. Never Stop Sneaking. And it is, it is very no, much sneaking. a... Um, sneaking. Yeah, Never Stop Sneaking. Um, which if you, if you look at the launch trailer, it is, it is very much a sort of takeoff, like a spoof of uh, Metal Gear Solid, the the original Metal Gear Solid, at least. Um, or the, the trailer, anyway. At least the trailer is. Um, it, but it looks to be like that sort of kind of um, top-down view um, from the first Metal Gear Solid games. Um, and, uh, yeah. A, and there's straight-up crates and polygons, in fact. Stealth uh, action. But there's also like some kind of bullet hell um, element to to the game so i don't know that it's all sneaking around it looks like there's a decent amount of combat in here too i mean i think it's gonna maybe it'll be like a comedy i guess i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure but i, I kind of like the aesthetic where they're going for that remember when we've talked about this before I, I don't think that uh it's a it's a big stretch but we've talked about how you know the snes aesthetic has has been really big and we kind of joked that like oh. hey let's wait for that playstation one aesthetic to get this popular. is it this is the one yeah <laughs> this is I mean, totally there's, it. exactly yeah, yeah. Because if you look at the like kind of low poly models in this thing, they even really ape some of the kind of proto um, volumetric light fog, fog sort of stuff that uh, uh-huh. Metal Gear Solid did with like the snow blowing up everywhere. I like the face um, models of all the characters where they're yeah, like, those are very Metal Gear like painted over the top of someone. <laughs> yeah, very MGS one or like yeah. Vagrant Story looking sort of thing. For sure. Looks good. Um, looks good. I mean, the metal, that Metal Gear sneaking thing. I mean, we've been lampooning that forever, and uh, I guess we're going to finally get a game, hopefully, that acknowledges the absurdity of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, <laughs> looks neat. Um, so there's also a new game announced just recently from Amanita Design, and these are the guys that made like Machinarium, 
Um, and I think, aren't they like the Samorost team Samorost, also? yeah. Yep. And then there was another one that I played of theirs. I want to say it was like Probiotic, but it was... Uh, Botanicula. Botanicula, that's Botanicula, that's right. Botanicula. Yeah, but, th- but then they had another one too that started with a P. It was like Prenadonium is- or something. I don't know. That sounds right. <laughs> Correct. So look that up on Steam. Um, anyway, their newest game is called... Kuchil or I think it's Kuchil. Kukul. Kukul? Kukul? That might be vulgar. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, this one looks like, um, like, uh, what would you call this art style? It's like paper You know what it looks like? Crafty... It looks like one of those short animations that they would do in Sesame Street or something. Like, like where to the teach wild you how things to count. are or something. Yeah. Kind of, okay. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a kind of... It's definitely more like a children's book aesthetic than a video game aesthetic, you know? Right, right. Um, so I read to my daughters lots of kids' books, and a lot of them kind of look like this for whatever There's reason. There's a hungry caterpillar at the end of this book. Yeah, it's not quite Eric Carle style. No, that's that's but, the monster uh, at the end of the book. But the monster at the end of the book. Okay, that's right. I got, I got, I mixed my metaphors there. Sure did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of an intriguing look to it, and it's it's definitely not your average, you know, like... Thirty-something bro with a with a space rifle, you know. Right. So they're they're, they're going for sort of a comedy animation film kind kind of uh, vibe to it. So the the main character is is sort of much more of a. I mean, the closest we got to a, a real relatable character was uh, Yosef from the, you know, the little robot from Machinarium. Um, but even even he wasn't. He was just kind of like a cute little blinky robot. Uh, but they're going for much more of a relatable. Um, you know, a, a relatable focus with uh, with Kukul. Uh, Kukul is a Czech word that that means a ball of hair and dust, which the main character is kind of like this. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what he looks like, isn't it? Yeah, he kind of looks. You know, what he sort of looks ball. like a little bit is the Ludo, the character from uh, the you know the big hairy character from uh, Labyrinth. Maybe. Or um, uh, Roly Roly Poly what was that game? Rolando. Uh, Rolando. Yeah. Okay. The yeah, PSP right. game. The um. The little black dot guy. L- Loco Roco. Loco, Loco Roco, that's it. Yeah. Did, wait, did um, Rolando have a different character? Yeah, uh, they were basically. I think Rolando was basically just a ripoff of uh, of. Uh, mm. Yeah, that might have been like the iOS ripoff. Mm, yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, speaking of iOS, so this game is actually going to be coming in 2018 to Android, iOS, Mac, and Windows PC. They've been working on it since 2012. Uh, currently, they have no plans to bring it to consoles. Hmm. Well then, uh, you know what else has no plans? Um, and doesn't know what's going on <laughs> is unsung story. Oh the, man, this um, is a heartbreaker. Every time I hear about this, I just uh, it just gets worse and worse, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. so these guys launched a Kickstarter back in like 2012, maybe. Um, and their big claim to fame, or you know, big what bona fides for their whole thing was the fact that uh, Yasumi Matsuno was was writing a, a scenario for this game. So yeah, they had Matsuno. I think they also had. Uh, uh, Hitoshi Sakamoto for the music. I think they were they were oh, doing they? the full. I, I think they did. Yeah, I think they had like all these guys. They were they were gonna make it. They were gonna make it legit. Well, and it's been they did several it. years, and if I remember right, that was Playdeck. These were the guys that did like the um, iOS version of the uh, Ascension Chronicles of the Godslayer like card game that was actually it was pretty decent. And they they've done a bunch of other kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they couldn't make this project work for whatever reason. And um, it has, in a sort of weird turn of events, transitioned to another developer. Uh, there's a different team that's coming in to kind of take over from Playdeck, who have just completely messed things up. Just kind of disappeared, yeah. And and um, so what, what they're actually doing is they have, in fact, announced uh, versions for the... Um, current crop of consoles that are all brand new since this <laughs> this thing was first announced the ps4 switch and the xbox um but there's a, a little bit of a wrench in the works here and that's the fact that they're kind of re-evaluating their kickstarter um backer rewards right so they had examples where uh like t-shirts where only like five people uh, were going to get the t-shirt so they've decided to basically not actually do that and there's also something in here about like they were going to make a version of the game for the kindle like kindle fire maybe or something right. um which is obviously probably not going to pan out um so it sounds like i i wouldn't probably 
get too upset at the new developers that are trying to just make sure the game actually happens. Uh, but man, if you were if you were all in on this Kickstarter, then you've had a rough ride, I think. Yeah, right. I, I think at this point, I'm not sure that many people really are holding out too much hope for it. Yeah, it sounds like, if, if anything, it, it, we might be lucky to even see the game come out. And, um, you know, I, would, I for one, am all for, like, another Matsuno scenario getting out there, right? Because, yes. like, his, his game stories are, if, if nothing else, very interesting. So, Absolutely. Um, nothing else like it. Yeah. Uh, and what's this? Uh, we have a story about Street Fighter V up up in this podcast here um <laughs> there's apparently a new edition of the arcade announced uh, that'll be coming out next year uh a new edition for the arcade i should say which i don't do you guys have arcades around salt lake area uh probably there's a handful couple. I, I mean a lot of them that i see are like the like the nickelcade type stuff like the you know you go in there with a handful uh, of there's a couple and... that i know about that are still okay. I think I see mo- arcades most often when I go to Japan because <laughs> you don't really encounter them uh, out and about too often. There's there's you know a couple of sort of barcade sort of places in in Portland, but those are you know um, obviously geared for drinking and and carousing and socializing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I can't. I I have never seen a Street Fighter Five machine in the wild. Or well, four, the thing is, really, this is just another version. Like they've always, like Street Fighter Four had its arcade edition, and it doesn't necessarily mean that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just another version. Wasn't it's four be on consoles? In fact, wasn't four the first Street Fighter game to debut on consoles and later go to the arcade? I think uh, that I think that was a factoid I heard somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so the new. Uh, Street Fighter V Arcade Edition uh, will come with 28 characters, uh, including all the ones that are currently in the game. Uh, and I guess they've been expanding with Season 1 and Season 2 sort of thing. Uh, it'll also feature some extra fighting stuff. Some, I don't know, if you know what a V-trigger is. Um, nope. I think that's where you have to... <laughs> I haven't played any of this. I haven't played any Street Fighter V at all. So for the V-trigger, what you have to do is you have to have two columns of data, and they have to be like uh, sorted in the same manner, and then you can do the V-trigger to like find the one piece of information in the other column. And that's an Excel up. joke, and it's not yeah. flying. <laughs> Somebody well, out there's laughing. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> someone out there who spends their days in Excel like you do? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, finally, someone understands me. Oh, one of these days I'm going to be able to do a dragon punch in XL so and then <laughs> just make who that will have the shape. last laugh yeah then you will uh, go so home and be a, a family a few man. weird things a few weird things happened in video games this week uh not least among them is in the telltale batman game uh they just had a new uh episode that was just released somehow and I don't know how this could happen but in a uh, in a still image inside the game where I, I don't know if you're choosing locations in the game, but uh, they included it. So there's a picture of like a bank vault, like one of those, you know, cartoony Gotham, like, you know, t- five foot thick, uh, you know, round vault doors. And uh, what presumably, I guess, is supposed to be a uh, security guard possibly dead on the floor. Uh, turns out it's pretty much a straight take from the actual real-life on-air assassination of Andrei Karlov, who was the Russian ambassador to Turkey. Yeah, that thing Uh, that happened, like, last year, right? Yes. And so this guy, his actual picture of his dead body is somehow in the Telltale game. Made it into a game. Wow. They probably, like, just Googled, like, dead guy laying on ground. (laughs) And then modeled it. Modeled this picture. You don't think they talked to his estate and got the sign-off? I, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, of course, everybody jumped on this. Uh, Telltale has released a statement saying that an, up game, an update to the game is being submitted that will remove the image across all platforms. We regret this incident occurred, taking appropriate action internally to ensure we continue to maintain our high standards in production and quality assurance. Uh, like I said, I would just be interested to know if they could tell us how exactly you know, that's, that, that That's happened. a shame because um, I, I happen to know that he was a big fan of Batman. And oh, no, um, no, would have loved to have uh, no participated. Man, well, rest in peace that guy, and rest in peace that episode <laughs> of Batman. Uh, the uh, writer of Spec Ops: The Line has said that uh, he would rather eat 
glass. He'd rather eat shards of glass uh, than than making another one. Uh, this is uh, good for Walt, that guy. Yeah, Walt D. Williams, uh, who was, I believe, the head writer on Spec Ops: The Line. Uh, basically indicated that it was a brutal, painful development. Everyone who worked on it would eat broken glass before making another one. Also, it didn't sell. Um, but it was which, an awesome game. Yeah, it was. It was good. I'm very highly regarded sort of ex post facto, uh, but unfortunately that does not make for a super rewarding um, process. Uh, basically it was an adaptation of Heart of Darkness, so, uh, you know, except it was in... Uh, takes place in Yemen, Dubai. I guess, or sort of, or Dubai. That's right, in, in like a Dubai sort of uh, fictitious sandstorm environment. Uh, lots of uh, psych- psyche bending scenarios. You don't know if you're dreaming or whatever, but uh, yeah. So uh, definitely not going to see another one of those. Uh, yeah, no. This dude tweet just kind of seems like a rant for a second, and then he gives the real reason. Uh, yes, that's basically it. Uh, yeah, and that's true. In fact, actually, I just heard him recently on another podcast that I listened to uh, over at Vidja Game Apocalypse, which is part of the Laser Time Network. They actually had him on there as a guest recently, and he actually talked a lot about it. And he he's not a weirdo. He's not, you know. In fact, he has some really interesting stories about how he got into game development, uh, working originally on a Family Guy game where only one of his jokes actually made it to the final uh, version of the game, and then eventually he kind of conned his way into. Uh, you know, into working at, uh, yeah, work, working on Spec the Ops funny the game, line, so. Spec Ops the Line. Yeah, exactly. Right. The comedy hit of the year. Uh, feel good, feel good comedy hit. Uh, speaking all, of, feel- all of his jokes for the Family Guy game were too depressing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you don't know if Peter is like dead or not till the very end. <laughs> then you're not sure. Uh, in other feel-good news, uh, I don't know if you guys uh, know this, but uh, Breath of the Wild is playable on uh, an, an illicit emulation platform. Uh, what? Called the Wii U. What? Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. It's actually on PC. Yes, you can play Breath of the Wild on PC if you uh, know what you're doing. Uh, and so because it's on PC, it's open to mods, and uh, people have been doing some pretty crazy stuff. Uh, instead of having the protagonist, uh, Zelda, you know, because it's the Legend of Zelda, so, you know, Zelda in his green outfit running through the world and, and saving uh, the princess, uh, now you can have characters such as Sanic the Hedgehog, uh, and I don't mean Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't mean like a, an actual Sanic good specifically. S- Sonic the Hedgehog. But yes, this is the meme, Sanic, uh, which is like the child's drawing brought to life in horrific full motion, uh, flailing his legs, running around through Hyrule, and uh, basically being a nuisance. Um, which, honestly, I kind of feel like is the way to play this game. If it weren't for the fact that you can also mod Waluigi into... Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and uh, this is legit the Waluigi experience, um, the way that all games should be played with Waluigi as the protagonist. Uh, it's actually, the Waluigi one is, a, is quite a uh, well-conceived and produced little uh, mod. He has all the animations. You can uh, basically look very menacing and stinky uh, running around and, um, you know, cooking things and doing all kinds of mischief. Uh, so uh, I guess what I'm saying is everybody stop playing regular actual legitimate Nintendo games and go play hacked versions of Breath of the Wild as Waluigi and his sidekick Sanic. And that's all the news we've got for this week. Oh man, thanks for the news. It was, was uh, thank great. you too, all you guys, all you guys in the news. That was that was fun. Dead uh, Russian diplomats and all. <laughs> I've got some new releases. Uh head over to tech-gaming.com. This is where we uh, plagiarize our new release list. <laughs> uh, we always follow up with other sources to make sure that it's correct, though. So this is the most accurate uh, we do. new release list that you can find on the internet today. Robert's been drinking uh, a little bit, so the Nintendo Switch had a bunch of new, bunch of new stuff coming out for it. Um, so Axiom Verge, this is a perennial game by yes. show favorite. Axiom Verge uh, is coming out. It's twenty bucks on the Nintendo Switch. Maybe the best way to play it, just because I actually played through it on the Vita but the Switch has a bigger screen and can go on your TV. That's so. true, and you can play it with your arms down at your sides if you want to. Indeed. That's cool. Uh, Oxenfree. Did you guys ever play Oxenfree? No, no, I've got it. I wanted to play it, uh, but I haven't. Yeah, I never played it either. But I, I believe I got it on like the Twitch <laughs> Prime service, and I think it's actually one of the free games on Xbox Games with Gold this month. Oh. I want to say. Maybe it was last month. Well, well, if you want to play it, the Switch tax this month then is $20. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Xbox games with gold yep. uh vulgar the viking this is a, like a 2d platformer oh vikings. dude this game can go to hell on any platform 
Yeah, you play it. Oh, geez, it's the worst. I mean, it's it's just very unforgiving. Uh, Volgar oh, the Viking. Is it kind um, of like it, a ghouls and ghosts sort of thing? Kind of, except uh, you're a barbarian, and there's like a lot more platforming. Are you a Viking even? Uh, he's actually kind of a barbarian. I don't know why they call him a Viking. I think he's got a spear, and he sometimes gets helmets, but I think they just wanted to do something that started with a V, quite honestly. Hmm. If we're all honest with ourselves here, I think they were well, just going to do It sounds pretty horrible. Why they is this game even on the list if Jeremy hates it? I don't understand. They you got to play it. Volgar play it for 10 minutes, Vandal. and you'll understand. Uh, you know what? Instead of playing Volgar the Viking, watch Jared play Cursed Castilla and uh, <laughs> get that like experience. Uh, Tumblestone. I don't know what this is, but yeah, Tumblestone we actually featured on a previous uh, Game Bite Show podcast. It's sort of a, a oh. four. It's up to four players. It's kind of like Critter Crunch, like a block shooting type game. Um, but and at least it does not have the Switch tax. It's only twelve bucks. Uh, also, without the Switch tax, Stardew Valley fourteen ninety nine. That's actually cheaper than the Steam version. I yeah, believe. I've got that on PC, and I think I might just get this instead. I bought it on Switch and have been playing it. Nice, and it's pretty damn good. Still. Nice. Nice uh, yeah, probably, probably like any other game that comes to the Switch, the Switch is probably the version to play. Uh, unless you're playing a first-person shooter or an RTS. Or I've held off on the Stardew Valley, but maybe I should go ahead and get the Switch version. We'll see. Yeah, it's only 15 bucks, man. Yeah. It's pretty all right. Kind of can't not. Uh, on all the things, Middle Earth Shadow of War. Have you guys, did you guys play the first one? I've had it installed mm. on my PS4 for like three years, and I haven't actually played it. <laughs> I've played about, I don't know, eight hours or something of it. And it's it's one of those games that's like so good, but it just doesn't, I don't know, there's something about it that just doesn't hook me. It's the Lord of the Rings. It's Assassin's Creed. I guess that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it plays really well. It looks really good. Uh, it's I don't, I mean, I should be... 100%ing this thing, but I was... I 100%ed the first one. Yeah. It was really good. But yeah. I but oddly enough, I don't care about this one. Like I'm it's not on my radar as something I want to buy this fall. I've heard the orc dating is even better in this one. Oh man. It's a uh Hotoful Bork friend. Hotoful orc friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh dude. <laughs> uh now we're on excited. Um and 3DS Legacy Platform, Nintendo 3DS, uh, still kicking over there somehow. I don't know <laughs> why. Uh, Layton's Mystery Journey, Catriel, and the Millionaire's Conspiracy finally is out. This is, I believe, one of those Professor Professor Layton games, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yep. Uh, so it's 40 bucks. I don't know why. Does this I, one I have guess... Layton, or are you playing as I think you play as the Catriel daughter. or somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 3DS uh, still getting games. I mean, Nintendo's still supporting this platform. You know, they're doing a really good job supporting this legacy platform. Fantastic for them. Uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Even the 3DS legacy platform is still getting uh, their HD remakes. Yeah, Game Boy um, Advance games. Which is so uh, this Mario... is actually an excellent one. One of the best Game Boy Advance games. So this one is worthy. We did indeed. It I played through this on Game Boy. Actually, I played through this. Was this a Game Boy Advance or a DS game? This was Game Boy Advance. Really? They they eventually had a sequel. Uh, they had uh, Partners in Time, which was I, the I sequel. I beat that one as well. I and beat then, this one too. Yeah, yeah. And then Bowser's Inside the DS, Story, though. which I also finished. I probably played through this one on the DS. Then they had Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, and I'm not sure if it's supposed to be the same series. I don't know. Then they also had Color Splash, I think, but I think that was Paper Mario, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and finally, a Gran Turismo Sport has a limited time demo. It's available until October 12th. Uh, so go get it, I guess, if you care about Gran Turismo anymore. Yeah. And those are your new releases for this week. Nice. Uh, well, I can just quickly run through some patches because we have some of those. In in the uh, Jared Dunn Memorial second portion of the, <laughs> the new releases uh, se- section here, uh, the Creation Club, Bethesda's Creation Club, is now live in Skyrim. So that's the mod uh, program that they've put together uh, I believe people are upset about this. I don't know if they're upset about the Skyrim one, but give it a couple weeks, they'll probably get mad about it. Uh, they did also release with these a survival mode, a, a challenge mode that they've... I guess they've sort of done some of these mods in-house a little bit. Um, Divine Crusader, you can uh, um, play as one of the Knights of the Nine or something. Uh, Plague of the Dead, uh, lot, lots of other things. Actually, there's a whole list of stuff here that you can get uh, through this uh, creator's program. You know, I just so. reinstalled Skyrim the other day. Um so I'll check that out. Maybe, I don't know. I wonder if there's going to be like an option on the menu or something. Yeah, 
Could be. The, we'll or see. there'll be a, there'll be a mod to take it out of yeah. the top <laughs> yeah, that, corner. That'll of the be there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, over a Warframe, the uh, free-to-play version of Destiny that is, by all accounts, actually pretty good. Uh, the Plains of Eidolon is uh, now out. That's the uh, big new open world. It makes it even more like Destiny. Uh, in advance of Destiny 2 on PC, so if you who uh, wants to not get Destiny 2 and let's just play Warframe instead? God, I mean, there's a, I played there's, Warframe once. I don't want to play it anymore. Really, I think there's a there's a contingent of people out there who might actually do that. Plus, plus there's all these like hot, like svelte robot people, which is uh, pretty good. Yeah, I kind of like that. Uh, Overwatch is getting a Halloween update. So last year they did Junkenstein's Revenge. Uh, I am not sexy 100%. mercy costume. Incoming. Yeah, yeah. Look at all these. So they've got a uh, a Jack O Lantern. That's uh, Anna, the the sniper, the healing sniper. Um, May has a I don't know what she is like Chinese trick or treat. Oh, she looks like Xian Ko, the uh, the fighter character. Oh, okay. From right. uh, is it based on like a Chinese ghost or something? Right, right. And then uh, Symmetra gets kind of a Zerg-looking costume. Uh, Zenyatta gets, like, tentacle face. Like, he looks kind of like a Cthulhu-type character. So uh, lots of cool stuff. Uh, they might be bringing back Junkenstein. I actually don't see anything about that. So I don't know. That is an unconfirmed rumor that I've started right now. Uh, last item that we've got. Actually, uh, Overwatch. <laughs> That's something we've heard nothing about, but we're going to start a rumor right we're gonna now. We're going to circulate Junkenstein is coming out official uh that's what we've heard yeah br- breaking news uh rumor started on the game bite show podcast uh confirmed uh mercy also who recently had a uh new completely revamped um everything basically she got she got to be more of a uh a more active player you know she d- they did a thing where you could actually uh use her resurrect on single characters over time just like a, a cooldown type uh ability and then and then her ultimate was like this fly around and kill everybody type thing uh they're already nerfing her um so that was deployed on the ptr servers uh, yeah, really? earlier this week so uh yeah look forward to that uh and then the very last item i've got here is a uh, new patch for no man's sky has revamped the save system you now get five save slots uh you can uh save as many times as you want to for any particular game mode uh they've also made some changes to the uh an analysis visor uh you can scan farm planets and see their remaining growth time scan ships at a distance and see their class type and value judge the approximate distance of resources and uh do all other sorts of cool things so if you like that game uh check that out as well um, I do have an item here for a sale, but I'm not sure if it's still ongoing. Uh, go over to GOG.com, where there may still be a Star Wars sale going on. Um, this may be over um, by now, but... I'll tell you they... what, I'm going to look at it right now. Yeah, check check right it out now. while I describe yep. it. So, There's is still something going on. Still good? Okay, so they are, they've broken down all of the past PC releases of Star Wars games, pretty much going all the way back. Um, they've put them into bundles. It's like up to 70% off on a lot of things. Uh, this also includes the uh, Battlefront. So not not new Battlefront, but the original Battlefront 2. Uh, they've actually recently released an update There's to that. There's 16 hours left in the sale. 16 hours left. I'm going to produce this so As fast. This and if you're listening to this right now, uh, <laughs> go check it out. But they actually re-released uh, or, or they updated Battlefront 2 to have multiplayer again. So if you get Battlefront 2 from the GOG sale... You can play the old Battlefront 2 online with all the knuckleheads out there who want to play Battlefront 2. That one is $3.99 at the moment, by the way. Yeah, not bad. I actually might get that. Do you guys want to play that with me? We should do that. No? No. No. All right. And that's all the news uh, that we have of sales and other stuff like that in the Jared Dunn Memorial New Releases section. Rip in patches, mm-hmm. Jared. Rip, Rip in pepperonis. Uh, let's Rip move on to our topic. Um, yeah, because it's patches and updates. Um, oh. download and update Jared Red Eye <laughs> Um, so for our topic this week, uh, we wanted to talk about being online and social and, uh, what was the game in which you were the most extremely online and social in, uh, and I, I have said that I will not say Final Fantasy XI, even though that's actually the truth. Um, <laughs> I will think of another Hereby one. Vetoed. But but anyway, like in the meantime, like what? Uh, so what is it for you guys? What is it? Halo? Uh, 
No, actually for me, I, I did a lot of uh, fraternizing in Killzone 2, actually. Like, I played a ton of Killzone 2 and was just, like, chatting with people. Oh, so, so Jeremy's Halo. Yeah, exactly. Killzone the, the 2. Jer- Jeremy version of Halo. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? My, my first answer is destiny the original destiny one because oh. um, i would play i had a, a pretty good number of friends including uh off again on again co-host wesley livesey um i would do he lives uh, in destiny isn't that yeah he, he sort of does you know i actually have not heard from him since destiny 2 came out somebody better check oh, on him uh, wellness check. oh god uh rested rested patches also wesley rest um, in uh exotics Yes, exactly. Uh, that actually doesn't sound too bad. Um, but uh, I did, I, I talked about on this show doing the Destiny LFG, you know, doing that service to like uh, match up with people to do raids and things like that. And just like meeting strangers. Didn't and... you also do that crazy like challenge to get all the achievements uh-huh. and then like so you could put it in your form signature or something? Yeah, like, like the like... Year of Glory or whatever it is, the yeah. Moments of Triumph, whatever it is. Yeah, I did that, did that. Um, and generally speaking, uh, my experience with Destiny 1 was very, very social, um, except when I was on my Vita doing remote play, then it was very solitary and weird. Um, but you know, the funny thing, part of the reason I wanted to mention Destiny 1 is that has not been my experience with Destiny 2. Um, I've kind of missed the boat or something on Destiny 2. I've been playing pretty much solo for the most part. And it's been a very Doesn't solitary feel good? experience. Isn't it great? I, uh, love I feel like solo. the thing is I had great fun with destiny one. Like it was really a lot of fun. Like even when you were dying terribly and like having to butt your head against some boss over and over again, just coming up with things. And I mean, even being miserable at like two or three in the morning, just like wanting, wanting life to end because you just could not take another run at Crota uh, was so, still fun. So destiny one, I played a lot of on the PlayStation 4, did the first raid. I played it all up through no DLC. I didn't play any DLC. But uh-huh. we were so into Destiny 1 that we uh, were on a – we're going <laughs> – we took a trip to New York Comic Con. This was, I guess, what, three years ago? When, 2014. Yeah. yeah, it would have been three um, years ago. And we all brought our PlayStation 4s. There was like four of us. And we all had PlayStation 4s, and we hooked them up in the hotel, and we raided <laughs> Destiny – uh in new york city like maybe two blocks from times square um yeah so <laughs> we were pretty into that as well yeah i, I mean it's, it just is a game that you know you can play it single player but it was just way more fun with people i found yeah and and that, that same crew of people is kind of the gaming crew i still game with you know on the regular basis we have land parties and all that type of stuff but the game i kind of wanted to highlight uh, for this specific topic was Modern Warfare 1, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. Uh, this is a game that I I bought on the Xbox 360 originally and then played it one time on the PC. I'm like, nope, I need this on the PC. Uh, so I sold my copy on the uh, Xbox and bought it on the PC that same day. And um, I played a lot with my with my standard crew of friends, but ultimately they started falling off of this game. And... I discovered a server uh, that was a custom server that had some really uh, tweaked settings. It wasn't like like super crazy stuff, but things were tweaked just enough so that jumping felt a little bit better, um, and a couple other things were kind of modified on it. But uh, I ended up getting and always playing on this one server. I joined their um, their forums that they had set up for the server and really got to know like everybody that played on it. I knew that... Um, I could always get onto the server and play with the same group of people like every single night. And I played Modern Warfare 4 or Modern Warfare 1, so Call of Duty 4, like all the freaking time with these same guys that I never actually spoke to over voice <laughs> chat. I never, <laughs> I never met in person. Uh, we communicated on the forums all the time. I, I made forum signatures because I was, you know, I graphic designed out some signatures for people. I participated in. You know, all sorts of things. Um, and then ultimately what happened is Modern Warfare or uh, World at War was coming out. And um, after that came out, the community kind of got like uh, segmented a little bit. Some people who picked up Modern Warfare or World at War, some people didn't want to play it. And uh, yeah, it kind of just died. Um, the server kind of just went away and people stopped playing Modern Warfare and that was it. But that, that was a, a very, very memorable time in my PC gaming because um, these dudes were all like super cool guys uh, as far as I could tell. Their online personas were, were very nice. And um, yeah, I got really good at Modern Warfare. So there's that. Not bad. Wow. 
Well, I guess, um, you know what? I, Diablo I, three with me last week, right? Remember yeah, right <laughs> that was yeah, the Diablo most. three uh, is one of. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm I'm trying to rack my my brain and think of like. So my my time with Final Fantasy XI was, I mean, there was a lot of that, and it was all co-op or whatever. Um, but outside of that, I, was, I think most of the multiplayer I've ever done has been, um, like, me basically, like, lone wolfing it in a playlist. Like, <laughs> in fact, in fact, Halo 3 actually had a playlist called Lone Wolf, right, that I spent a lot of time in. But that's not necessarily being social, right? So I'm trying to think, like... It's kind of being anti-socially. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm usually very anti-social when I play video games. Um, Dale, have you ever done, like, voice chat? Have you ever, like, been pr- a prolific gabber? In any game? No, I mean, I, in fact, yeah. when 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 Dale and I play Diablo, I keep sending him invites to chat, and he won't voice chat with me while we play. Diablo. Yeah, yeah, because I he was refuses. like, there's like something else going on in the room, or like you know, just whatever. And it's like, oh, when Legrand, when we were playing, I didn't have my mic hooked up, and I didn't want to get it hooked up. So, sorry about that. <laughs> Dale's shy. Um, is what is what it boils down to. Um, well, it sure would be great just to have someone to chat with while we just mow through these demons in these rifts that are just kind of. You know, see that, yeah. that was the, over see over that's again. the fun thing about Destiny. Like I, I found that it was like you were playing a game. It was like a chat room where you're just like hanging out with people, but then you were also kind of playing Destiny. Well, the thing is, is what you were doing. You were more there to hang out with people and right. less about farming spin metal, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, maybe that's the problem. Is like I'm always there for the spin metal. It's like <laughs> let's get let's get down to brass tacks, spin metal, straight um, up. But I, I do have a, a few things that I could mention, I suppose. Well, how about um, this? How about this? Where did what game did you get the most friend requests from? Friend? Oh, I have no idea. No. Um, <laughs> but I, let, let me tell what you kind about of question the question is even that. Like I've never gotten a random friend. <laughs> well, request here's from the anybody. thing, because I actually have an answer to that, and I, I don't want to cut oh, Dale for off. Heroes of the but, Storm. But let, let me tell you the game that I have gotten the most friend requests from: Wake Up Club on the PlayStation Vita. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a game no it well i mean it kind of is you have an objective and you can either meet it or, or you don't with other people who just happen to be waking up like all drowsy that, that is the mm-hmm. raddest freaking concept ever by the way isn't it I, I, yeah. they need to bring that back somehow like that did you see, do it did you participate uh, how, in wake up club oh dude yeah. i did wake up in fact i have a friend who does wake up club still like if i look at my vita notifications it's always like woke up within that's 10 just seconds you, jeremy that's did just, not no no yeah, I every promise. day you do your Wii balance board and then your wake up club. I, I, I will cop to that i do the Wii balance board every day but uh yeah wake up club i i was pretty good at wake this up is club. my best my my favorite like little tidbit of knowledge about about uh jeremy is the fact that he still uses we yeah the we balance board I do. that is my favorite thing like forget about all the wackadoo like controllers <laughs> and uh i played through bioshock infinite with move controllers and i play all of my game all of my playstation 4 games on my vita forget <laughs> yeah. about all that stuff the we balance board that is i mean point. here's the thing first of all i'll have you know i have great balance like um i go get it almost in the center every day i'm not going to fall down and break a hip in my old age um, and then second, I don't actually own a, a, a scale, <laughs> like a bathroom scale. So well, that puts what... you in the prime position to like maintain your you know Wii Wii game library because as we learned this week, uh, you know they're going to be shutting that down. Yeah, that's true. In the next year, right? Yeah. So so while you're on there doing your balance board, make sure to go pick up like Rondo of Blood. And you know, Lost Winds and I will. Castlevania. So there's the there's only a Rebirth. handful of people that have their Wii's still hooked up. It's Jeremy and old women, like old grandmas that still. Have <laughs> and their hey, Wii maybe up. there's something to that. Old, old ladies love the Wii Fit balance board. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. So I don't know, Dale. Last last chance. What was your uh, What was your most social game? You can say Final Fantasy Eleven. Yeah, you can tell tell us. About well, that's it. I mean it's that's time. obviously the truth. But like, and by but the, but the problem with that answer is that it's it's the truth by like such a long stretch that it's like it, it's almost not even worth counting, right? So I'm, I think the other thing I would say is probably that time that uh, the you know, Call of Podcast compatriot uh, Esteban and I played through. Like most of Gears of War two online, um, oh, like just, co-op, just like chatting back and forth. Uh, I, yeah, I, no, I think we did the whole game actually over like a couple of sessions. Nice, um, that was a good one. Gears of War two is great. Gears of War two is so good, and I just remember like laughing like a madman at that whole the level where you're like going through the like laboratory where 
I forget who oh, yeah. was doing some sort of experiments. And there's like these mutants that keep jumping out of test tubes and it's just like chainsaw fest the entire time. And it was so fun. Yeah. It's nice. Just a lot of fun. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, you should play Gears of War 4. It's also good. Yeah. I've heard. Okay. I've heard that on this very podcast. I think that's on and, PC too, isn't it? Yeah. I played it on PC. Yeah. It's great. Cool. And listeners, another thing that's great on PC is uh, the Game Byte Show podcast. If you listen on your PC over at our website on the internet, GameByteShow.com, I'm getting out of order here, but uh, folks, we will be back in just a couple of days to talk to you about the games that we've been playing, uh, but you might also find us over on our weekly, or sometimes more than weekly, web stream over at twitch.tv slash Show, where our fourth man, Jared Red Eye Dunn, does that uh, every week at least, and sometimes I'll join in. Uh, folks, you can find us on social media you can get social with us on social media uh, at Game Byte Show, and you can also find us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. Find me at Legrand, and I am at Count Elmdor. And the Jared that I mentioned that I mentioned is uh, at Red underscore I. Uh, you can also find our current uh, efforts to participate in the Extra Life uh, uh, charity drive over at extra-life.org/team/gamebyteshow. We have a good team going on over there. You can join us there if you want to stream some video games and donate, uh, get some donation money for uh, sick children at children's hospitals all around the country. Uh, Jared mentioned that you can actually uh, contribute to people in Puerto Rico, which uh, they definitely need some. some of your attention over there so send it that way uh you can also just broadcast it share our team uh share to your friends the fact that extra life is going on uh you can also uh send actual money you can do that too we're actually uh i think halfway a little more than halfway to the goal for the team so uh check us out there i mentioned our website on the internet www.gamebyteshow.com you can check all of our back catalog of podcasts there as well as a sidebar of video content and our rss feeds can be found there as well click on that and subscribe and uh like i said folks we will be back to talk to you again Again, in not too long about the video games that we've been playing. Lots of good stuff coming up, so stay tuned for that. Until then, folks, this has been your Game Bite Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Twitter is the most social video game.